Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Today's show is brought to you by Central Arkansas's favorite radio station, KBRE. Find them on the dial at 92.9 FM. Stream them live at kvre.com. Tuesday, January the 18th, 2022, uh, a sober a sober conversation. A sober day. Ca- ca- yeah. Cathartic, therapeutic, I don't I don't know. We'll we'll call it we'll call it we'll call it what it is. So I'll give some brief context and you can, uh, then you can take off. So on Sunday, which would have been what the 16th, 16th, about 16th one o'clock of January, about one o'clock, uh, two young people got inside some kayaks on Lake DeSoto. These are fiberglass. Oh, I'm sorry. They're injection, just injection, okay, injection, plastic, yeah. injection molded, um, these are wide body, short, really stable kayaks. However, uh, life, life jackets are not required by state law for people over the age of, uh, 12, I believe they have to be in the vehicle, but they don't have to be on your person. Correct. And unfortunately, uh, both people chose not to wear them and we lost one of them. So. Uh, the body was just recovered some hours ago, mm-hmm. Tuesday. So from Sunday afternoon, fortunately, the young lady was rescued, uh, by folks who were watching the lake and jumped into action, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I'll let you pick it up from there. Well, I, you know, I've, I've been thinking about how to present this, how to say it, how to I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, as I told the family, I'm at a loss for words and that's pretty rare for me. Uh, from day one, nearly five years ago, Diane and I started doing Airbnbs and we thought about hot tubs and we thought about kayaks and we, you know, we're, we're both professionals and, and we were thinking through the implications of all this. And my worst nightmare example would be if something had happened on the lake. And in one of our recent episodes, and I'll say it again, this is not a video game. This is real life. There's a real bear that really swims across the lake. There's real eight point deer that will gore you that come across the lake. There are real snakes that will bite you. This is not a video game. You, you can't just say, well, oh, give me another three lives. Let's try this again. Yep. And, um, in the tragedy, and I do mean tragedy. Uh, we met some of the nicest people on the planet that with gut wrenching conversations, um, they were staying across the way at one of our larger units. Um, they, um, uh, the, the family had not been together in a couple of years because of the COVID and, uh, the, the son and daughter or the son and girlfriend, uh, I think lived in Tennessee. And the uh, other daughter, I believe, lived in Tennessee also. I think I didn't get that detail. Now, was this young man active military? Yes, or, yes, he okay. was. Yes, he was active military. And um, 
uh, I, when I talked to the family, they were talking about having the time of their lives and, and our motto. And if I've not made this clear, they with checked our, in last Thursday, yeah, right? yeah. For, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, okay. they were going to do the, the, uh, the long Martin Luther King holiday, which yep. is a great idea, you know? Uh, and we're having a fantastic time by all accounts. You know, the son was getting up in the mornings and cooking breakfast and they were sitting around the table and laughing and joking and reconnecting as they hadn't in years. Uh, they encouraged the son to not go without a life jacket and to not go, uh, because it was very cold, uh, very cold. It was maybe 42 degrees, wind temperature, 48 degree water temperature. Well, you'd had snow flurry Saturday. We, we had, we had, we had roughly an inch maybe here, but it melted pretty quick, but the water was cold. It was very cold. And so, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, I call it Mayberry and I'm going to do my very best to not. Not no, choke up right. here. Um, we we call it Mayberry for a reason. Um, I'm downstairs cleaning up some stuff, and I look out on the lake, and I, I see a couple of boats, and I'm like, oh, well, they got the flashing lights. I thought, you know, the, I thought the game warden never came out here. Well, I guess he's out here, you know. And a few minutes later, Gary Mouton, right back here behind us, building one of the new houses on the lake, or the new house on the friend lake. of the show, and has been a guest on the show. And, and wouldn't have known him, wouldn't have known him had it not been for HSV inside out. And he texted me and said, are you aware of the kayak incident on the lake? I said, no, no. He said, my cousin is down the road, Mark and uh, down the lake. And he's watching this rescue Excuse me. to which I was, oh my goodness. You know, I walked upstairs. So we've got kayaks at all of our units. And I, um, I told Diane who was getting ready. I said, honey, there's been a kayak accident. She said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm gonna call all of our guests to make sure they're fine. And the very first lady I called said, I said, are you okay? And she said, no, my son just drowned. And I've never been hit with a 20 pound slidge in my stomach before, but I think that's what it felt like. Yeah. You can imagine it. And over the next few minutes, she relayed what happened and said they were pulling up at the hospital to, um, check on the girlfriend who had been brought in and uh, uh, just so many emotions, so many feelings, so many, everything on, on one hand, you know, you and I both, Randy are very analytical, very logical people. And, you know, well, you should have had a life jacket. Well, you shouldn't have been out in those conditions Well, you shouldn't have. Yeah, but it did. And it happened. And there's somebody dead. As if that yeah, wasn't well, these are these are not these are not the times to start second guessing an armchair quarterbacking and everything. I mean, a, a person lost their life, a family lost a son, a girlfriend lost a boyfriend, um, the service lost a soldier. I mean, it's no time. It's no time for all that criticality. No, and 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 the bottom line is, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't matter. It's no, done. it doesn't accomplish anything. Well, other than I guess it can make the people that do that, you know, feel like they're smarter than everybody else. Well, we went, we went as quiet as we could, uh, simply because I, I realized with the show here, um, it's hard not to know who I am. It's hard not to know who you are between this and the radio and, other organizations we're involved with people know who we are and that that's yeah, but fine this, but this listen this format and what we're and what we started doing and you and i both did this even before this podcast because 
come on, I've got two other active podcasts. When mm-hmm. I started this one, I had three others. So, um, in, in this day and age where everybody talks about openness and transparency, I feel like you and I are probably a couple of old heads who've been living that kind of a life all of our life. You know, we are who we are. We are exactly as we appear to be. If you saw us in Walmart or the shell station, this is who we are. You know, there's no, there's no front being put on here and well, we're doing, we're doing this show. So this episode, well, and, and just to cut ahead a little, um, there's boats on the lake for the next 36 hours, nonstop. Mm-hmm. I say nonstop goes dark. You know, they quit searching for his body. And so it's a, it's kind of a prolonged agony. Uh, I take a meat tray over to the family and, and we're putting up the girlfriend's father and, and her, his mom. They're at another one of our units. And, uh, went by yesterday morning to, to talk to them and told myself five ways. Yes, I should. No, I shouldn't. Yes, I should. No, I shouldn't. And I think Randy, I think, I think the plain old Southern hospitality and the just being good people, you know, even in tough times. Well, you got to do the right thing and you're going to, well, I had to do the right thing. I I understand that, but I can hear people across my shoulder going, Oh, Oh, Dennis, maybe you shouldn't do that. You and I talked about it. Yeah. 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 And, um, I walked in the end of the day, we've got to live with ourselves, And I I realized there's, you know, come on. It's, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. We know the world that we live in. Yeah. Come on. The podcast got started because of rock throwers (laughs) in large part. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As a reaction, yeah. And they can come, they can come out of the woodwork. So thankful that it's somebody other than them. Yeah. Um, and well, then there you know, are those of us that are more bent toward compassion and grace and empathy. And well, when people say things like, well, you know, karma is a bitch or whatever. Yeah. They're usually using that word for revenge is what they're thinking. And that's, that's not us. We don't, we don't roll that way at all. But, well, those um, of us who were once 20, which is both of us yeah. uh, and, and bulletproof and bulletproof. How many, you know, how many quotable idiotic decisions and foolish choices did we make? Um, and, and we survived before it could be documented on social media and, and cell well, phones. And we, thankfully we didn't grow up in, in, in that era, but, yeah. uh, my son and I, my son's 41 and he and I, visit fairly regularly about just some of the, some of the moronic stuff that he did and that I did and that all young people do. Um, they thankfully they don't all end tragically, but sometimes they do. So I'm, I'm, I'd be the last person to throw any rocks at any decisions that this young man made. Um, that may have proved somewhat fatal. I mean, there, but for the grace of God, go I, uh, if it were, if it were the possibility of, uh, having an unblemished record of stupid things when I was in my twenties, no, no, I don't think I'd make it. I don't think any of us would. I think we no, all no, certainly done things we regret. Wouldn't. No, of course. Um, 
It's easy to forget, though. As one old man once told me, I remember it the way it should have been. (laughs) Yeah, well, that ain't the way it was. Well, part of things, part of what happens is, is that when you do it and it doesn't kill you, then, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm okay, right? Right. Well, uh, you know, and your your heart just aches. It it aches for everybody involved. Um, You know, I've already seen a few things that, I'll just freely confess that kind of repulsed me. And, you know, there are a number of people who just couldn't wait to get on social media and find a name and find a photograph and post mm-hmm. photographs of this young lady and this young man. And without their permission. Yeah. I just, uh, that's so, it's just so not right in my opinion. And you can hold your own opinion. Those of you that are listening or watching, but I don't know. It's just. Listen, we, we put it, I put it in the rules of our group, you know, behave in a way that would make your grandmother proud. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that doesn't work. Maybe that's the wrong barometer to put for some people, but, um, apparently some people didn't have grandmothers who knew. Yeah. You know, I don't, or didn't have one, you know, didn't have one or two, like I had, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, tragedies happen. Um, and I knew what you were feeling as an Airbnb host. And I knew, you know, second guessing everything eight ways to Sunday. Truth is the life, the life preservers were there available. It's part and parcel because Ron and I stayed at your, at your place in 2018. And, and what she, did I say to Rhonda? She got in a kayak and you told her, you know, put that on. She, she, listen, we're mature people. She probably would have anyway, but you reiterated it. Um, and she did hardly, I mean, we're, this is a middle-aged woman and that, and I'm being polite. That's if she lives to be 105, you know, (laughs) uh, gets in a kayak, um, hadn't been in one maybe ever went all the way around the lake. You know, I mean, these are ridiculously stable things now, however, no, she wasn't, she wasn't in the water this time of year. Uh, conditions were different. She, she wasn't, she's not a 20 year old military guy. So I don't know. It's just, yeah, none of that second guessing does any good. And I knew what you were feeling because I know what I would feel. Um, you just, you would just feel horrible. And you do, and I do. Um, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change it, anything. So you kind of have to focus on the living. <clears throat> you got to focus on this young lady, and you got to focus on this mom and dad and this family, and well, uh, which is be, what you've done for the last forty-eight well, to seventy-two hours. It, it would be different if they were not saintly, and I, I'm using the exact word saintly. I walked in. Would it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't change the way that you behaved. It wouldn't change the way you've behaved. I mean, if, if, and they, they've been extraordinarily gracious, they've been extraordinarily understanding. Uh, they've they've said repeatedly, repeatedly, we're sorry. We're sorry for how this puts you out. We're sorry for what we've done to you. We're sorry. This, yeah, which is completely ridiculous, but that does, but that shows you, that does show you the, the quality of people, but even if they weren't that way, 
Yeah. It wouldn't change what you do and it wouldn't change how you're feeling. Yeah. It makes yeah. it infinitely easier. No question. And it makes you probably your sympathy run deeper for sure, as opposed to people that, but you would, uh, you would completely understand if they were complete jerks, you would get it in the context oh. of what they're going through. We would all completely understand it. Sure, sure. I mean, sure, how many sure, of sure. us have been in hospitals with loved ones, you know, and a doctor and a nurse who are who are busting their hump, but we're just frustrated, you know, because we don't get answers and and where's the medicine? You know, they've been needing their next round of med, you know, and we go off on this healthcare professional. Um, I be, I guarantee you, every family, everybody listening to us has experienced that. I guarantee, you. if they're any age at all, you yeah. know, so. We are, we are human, you know, we are human. There is that. So ignore my well, doorbell, by the way, if you heard uh, it is your doorbell. I thought <laughs> that, well, you know, my doorbell sounds like scraps barking. Yeah, no, ignore my door, ignore my doorbell. Um, well, I was going to say, I walked in to say hi and to drop off this food tray and I was, I just didn't know what I was walking into. And within 45 seconds, the mom was hugging me. We were both crying. We were commiserating, talking about how we would were caring for each other. I think one of the biggest things that hit me is that the dad told me they'd be coming back every year. Yeah, that which kind of blew my mind when you told me that. But I, yeah. I started thinking about it, and of course, I didn't realize that it had been a couple of years since they had all gotten together and whatnot, and. I had a friend, a very close friend in Nashville, and she lost a husband of a number of years and it was a prolonged and just an agonizing medical situation and his health deteriorated and she finally lost him. And over the period of, you know, the next year or so her grief, and she just did everything in her power to deal with it. And I remember the two of us talking about how people were judging her her grief and judging, you know, because they weren't in her situation. And it's like, you know, I mean, e even up to and including things like, you know, you should be kind of getting over this by now, kind of, kind of a thing. And so she and I had a lot of long conversations about grief, particularly her own. And I mean, it's an individual journey. And it is what it is. And it takes whatever it takes and how people choose to respond. So the dad tells you that they're going to come back. This is going to be an annual pilgrimage now for this family on this to, cele to celebrate the life of his, his child. Um, they, <clears throat> I'm none, of are, none of us are in a position to judge, to judge that decision and that choice. No. If that's no, what they need to help build the bridge to get to their future power to them and God bless them. Well, and, and I was just thinking, I don't, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could do what they're doing. I don't well, know. I don't that know I would, that I could either. I don't know that I would have the grace. Uh, and you, when you talk about grace under fire, I mean, we're standing across the way under the power lines. We're looking out over the lake. It's mm -hmm. a, it's another beautiful day. Mm -hmm. And there are two to three boats dragging the, the lake with a treble hook. Right. To grab their son mm -hmm. and bring his body back. And it's the most sobering, sad, 
gut-wrenching moment you could imagine um, made, I think, tolerable only by the fact these people could not have been more kind. Yeah. Just could not have been. And, and to the Mayberry aspect, I wanted to be really quiet about this. And the reason I wanted to be quiet about this is because the rock throwers could have a real heyday. This could be their day. And they probably and, will. Still. And they may, after this comes out, they may. <clears throat> but this family was also enormously moved based on what you've told me. They were enormously moved by the outpouring that Mayberry hot Springs village, Arkansas, and the majority, the vast majority of humans inside and around the village displayed toward this family. Oh, by the way, is not from hot Springs village. This is a family from the DFW area here. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And, and they were, they were moved over and over and they said over and over, actually, I spoke to the girlfriend's, uh, parents this morning and just a shout out to a gentleman. I don't know How about that once for Randy. Now, where are they from? Just out of curiosity. Um, they're from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they flew in and we put them up in another one of our units, uh, incredibly gracious people also. And they said that the chaplain from the fire department, Randy mm-hmm. or Rodney, I, I don't, I don't know yeah. the gentleman. I want to meet him, um, came by and was extremely comforting, extremely compassionate. Um, the next door neighbor by the rental, um, is a retired, uh, ophthalmologist with a military background and he has arranged for the body to be shipped back. He's going to be their liaison there. And he just volunteered that out of the blue. He, he just went over the next door and went, yeah, how can I help? And, and that's Mayberry. Right. That's Mayberry to a complete um, stranger, complete and total stranger. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to say it worked out for the better, but it didn't. And I'd love to have a Hollywood. No, ending. no, but it's a, but it's a place to be proud of in the sense of, you know, the response and the reaction to the tragedy, the fact that the majority of people, certainly I would dare say 100% of the people who have personally interacted with this family you know, have put on proper display the reason we love the place. One of the reasons. Well, and and I made note to them. I said, you know, with two to three phone calls, I can have food stacked eye high for days at a time and people take care of everything you would need. And they were like, we just can hardly eat. We're we're hardly eating at all. And understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Completely. Completely. So the, the village was ready and willing to give them a whole lot more compassion. Um, I think if I was in their position, I can completely understand why they were. Oh boy. I do just want to be quiet. Just yeah. want to be left alone. Yeah. You know, um, and to those that have done that. And then there are the, the vast 99.9%. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just simply a tragedy. I don't, I don't, I, I'm still processing it myself. Uh, actually, I got a call a minute ago from the game and fish commission. I was telling you about and, uh, asking about the kayaks and, um, and I, I explained that when I went over and visited with the family, I, the, the, the granddaughter or the granddaughter, the, the uh, girlfriend is sitting there just a wreck and understandably so. Mm-hmm. And I asked what happened 
And I said, because I didn't have the heart to ask her, oh, tell me the story again. I want to yeah, hear it of course, again. Of course. So the Game and Fish said the report basically said that uh, they went out on the lake and that his kayak started uh, uh, rocking from side to side. And uh, this gentleman, who, who I, I won't mention his name, but uh, because anyway, he's an official with Game and Fish. And he said he had seen this uh, too many times. And I said, well, what? He said, it started rocking side to side. Adrenaline pumped in. He overreacted, fell over, and fell in the water. And then it's 48-degree water. Uh, you've got boots on. You don't have a life jacket. Um, you're, you're overreacting. You're, you're freaking out. Uh, you're in shock. Um, he yeah, said all the worst scenarios coming, all to the converge. worst scenarios. And, and he told a story, he told a parallel story that kind of helped me. He said this past summer in warm water conditions, husband and wife nearby, a man had a life preserver in his hand, in his hand slipped off the, 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 uh, the paddleboard. Uh, slipped into the water, freaked out, started thrashing around, started trying to get back onto the board uh, with the with the the life preserver in his hand, and drowned with the life preserver in his hand simply because he couldn't, you know, com- stop quit being in yeah. shock, turn down the adrenaline that is Calm racing down enough to yeah. figure it out, yeah. And then the adrenaline is racing through your system, right? To, to turn that off and go, okay, I'm going to calmly and casually put this life preserver over my neck now and right. button it up and right. everything will be fine. Uh, and he said, the first thing that happens is, is that when you're in that shock and you're in that, that panic mode, you start taking deep, deep breaths. And the first one of those deep breaths that has water in it yeah. is a problem. Yeah. Is a problem. Yeah. Well, listen, we can all pre-think and say what we would do. Uh, whether we put ourselves in this young man's position, whether we put ourselves in the girlfriend's, whether we put ourselves in the mom and dad's position and dealing with the, the, the post effects of it now. Uh, but until you've been in their shoes, you don't know, you don't know. So far be it from me or you and I to second guess, you know, in any of this, it's horrible. It's awful. Uh, I hate it for everybody involved. Um, a sober reminder, yeah. you know, life, life is extremely fragile. You commented to me, you know, when we talked Sunday, you know, cause Dennis let me know right away. Uh, you know, I mean, just some minutes before, you know, there's, there's video of this young man, you know, and alive and well, and having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, Randy, I think as a kind of a wrap up and I don't know, how do you wrap up? What, what have we actually said? You know? Um, but I think that it probably would be good to note that love, true love and compassion don't have an end when these people come back. Oh no. We, I mean, we need to be yeah, nice. Yeah. I mean, he's, we need to be gracious in every way and welcome them with open arms as we would anyway. That's but right. I'm just saying, I, it doesn't have an end. No, no, it's got a ton of lessons though, man, you know, just a ton of lessons. Uh, you know, you and you and I have talked, uh, there's an acquaintance of, of Jeff who 
you know, he lost his wife tragically just within the last 60 days or so in a car accident. They'd been married, what, 10 years, I think, you know, Jeff said. And I remember when that happened and talking to, and I'm talking about Jeff Atkins, who has been a frequent guest on the show, uh, and a business partner with Dennis and, a uh, and a good friend. And I remember, you know, ending that call with Jeff and, and looking at my wife and thinking, you know, there, we were coming up at the time on for our 44th anniversary. And I'm thinking, you know, I mean, there, there are a lot of people that, you know, don't, don't get that kind of time with somebody. Uh, I just got off the phone with my mom, you know, my mom will be 90 in May. My dad's 98. And, uh, she talked about get, getting a friend, uh, a friend had called a friend of theirs from Springfield, Missouri. And, and this is a friend that I've known all my life. Uh, and they've known most of, of their adult life. And they were introduced to her, uh, because they were close friends with her husband who has since passed on. And he's been gone for 20 plus years. Really? She has since remarried, but, uh, they were, she, she was reminiscing and saying, you know, I wonder how long they were married. And I said, there's no way they were married 25 years, you know? And I look at this lady who's now in her eighties, this lady who lost her husband, that was a close friend of my parents. Uh, and I'm like, you know, it's just, it's hard for me to fathom growing up, knowing her and her, this first husband of hers, who's now deceased. And I'm like, okay, so me and Rhonda and I are. I mean, we're, we're pushing on having been together twice as long, you know, as they were Yeah, but what a blessing, you know, what a blessing and whether it's a year or 10 or 44 or 20 as a parent, um, the time is precious. The time is precious. As Mr. John Mellencamp says, your life is now. Yeah. Your life is now. Yeah. And uh, it's not lost on me <clears throat> to see a, a up close example of the fragility of life. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you the exact example, Randy, we, we talked about this. Um, you know, I go over to talk to this family. I'm, I'm, I'm just a mess. And uh, Diane and I are like, well, let, let's go into Little Rock and get, get something to eat and kind of reset our focal point, you know, not just focus on them out here dredging the lake, you know? And I remember, and I hadn't said anything to Diane about this, but I remember driving down the road and, you know, we're going the back roads and we meet an 18 wheeler and they're real close to the line and it could be that quick. It could be that quick. And it, it it's a huge lesson in appreciation would you say? Yeah. You know, and we can't, we can't live our lives on eggshells. We can't, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna do stuff stupid. I remember telling my kids growing up and I'm sure this mom and dad felt the same way young or old. We're gonna, we're gonna do stupid stuff. We're gonna make poor decisions. You know, you just don't want to make one that you can't recover from. Unfortunately, this young man did. Uh, and it, and it happens and there's no judgment in that. It's just a statement of humanity. Um, uh, you know, we, we're not, we're not perfect people. None of us are, 
Uh, I don't know anybody who claims to be, you know, so I don't know every day you just do the best you can. I know this, I know that our lives are made better and enhanced by the people that are around us or they are made worse. You know, I did a podcast episode at leaning toward wisdom and I'm not hawking that podcast. I'll hawk it for you. It's a great podcast, but I did, I did one about, you know, being helpful versus being hurtful and or harmful, you know, and I guess that's what I, I have been preoccupied since Sunday with that question. Am I being helpful or hurtful? As people get on social media and they make these posts and they're not, they're just thinking about the news flood of it all. And it's this big event. I get it, but there's real lives that are involved. There's real humans. There's a real mom and a real dad. There's a real grand, um, there's real grandparents. There's a real girlfriend. There's real humans involved in this story. I don't know these people. I've never met these people. Um, but it's not lost on me that there there's real people behind this story, you know? So for me to, to feel like I've got some right to, to chime in, whether it's, you know, well, why in the world would you get in a kayak without a life vest? Well, he did build a bridge, get over it. It happened, you know, wished it hadn't, you know, I've got a bunch of choices in my past. I wished I'd have done different, but I I survived them. If that young man could walk out of that lake, I promise you, he would tell us. Yeah. Should have done it. Should have done a lot of things different, but I don't know. I, it's just, it's, it's not lost on me of our choices. Humans, we can help the situation. We can try our best to help. And sometimes to your point earlier, that means reading the situation and realizing, you know, the best way I can help is back off and leave these people alone, give them time, give them space, give them privacy. Sometimes it is taking a boatload of food over to people. People respond differently uh, to these tragic situations and to grief. And, and I think, I think if we can, if we can find the path <clears throat> path forward to be helpful, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> and not to be hurtful or harmful, I just wish more people would think about it. That's all. That's well, how about this, Randy? How about the path forward? is compassion and understanding because you talk about people. Well, you're talking about people that are throwing rocks. Let's look in your past. You know, what, what bad decisions do you not want to talk about? Yeah. Well, let's not, they they didn't kill you, but no, many of them could have. Oh man. I I look back at the exact same way. Uh, And I there, but for the grace of God, Right. I was a junior in high school when, you know, a classmate had had never lost a classmate, but lost a classmate. And of course, you know, he had taken probably some LSD as I recall, you know, and had taken it for the first time and ended up taking his own life. Did he mean to don't know completely out of his mind. I knew him. 
wasn't close friends, but I remember, I remember all of us at school, you know, talking and thinking, and I never have taken a drug one. I've never taken a hit off a marijuana cigarette, but I had plenty of friends who did. And it's just, it's not how I chose to live my life. Then I don't choose to live my life now. However, had a bunch of friends who experimented and and tested. And I remember even as a junior in high school, all the people, all the kids that I knew that I was close to, you know, who commented, you know, the times that they had tested something that they had experimented with something and it didn't end in that same result. And I remember a bunch of people questioning, you know, I mean, I wonder why, well, I don't know why any more than I know why I was born to my parents and the kids next door weren't, you know, or why I was born into a home where the parents were, were loving and kind and they weren't raging alcoholics and drug addicts and criminals. And maybe the kid next door grew up in a completely abusive. I don't know why I don't have, I don't have, I don't have the deep answers for all that. You know, I just, I do know the path forward is gratitude you know, to be thankful. We just released a show, um, about that. Um, yeah. And today, uh, I know that that's involved. I know that compassion is involved and I know before we can get to compassion, there's got to be understanding before we can get to either one of those, there's got to be some understanding. And I know that that requires humility and that's hard. It's hard to not think you're the smartest person in the room. It's hard to think that, you know, well, I knew better. Why didn't he know better? You know, well, you may think you knew better when you were 20 and maybe you did. And if you did, then I salute you. But many of us were stupid and foolish. Listen, I remember when teenagers, you remember car surfing? Oh yeah. Like that was a great idea for a while. Oh, my lands, you know, and I remember people doing that. I, I, I was too much of a Frady cat, but I remember I remember guys doing that with great regularity. And then I remember a kid, we, we, we got word. We didn't know him. Don't even remember if it was in the same town, but a kid fell off car surfing was getting on the hood or the the roof of a car while the car's going a bad idea. Don't do that. Uh, and, and it killed him. Well, that sobered everybody right up, put the key Bosch on that. I can tell you in a hurry. And that's the other thing. I think the lessons from this young man's demise, those are not going to be lost on me. I don't think they're going to be lost on that community. They're certainly not going to be lost on that lake. Nope. This summer, how many people do you think are going to be telling kids and grandkids? How many people do you think are going to be in kayaks on that, on that water without life vests? Sadly, a really high price lesson for this family and this young man to pay but it's not lost on me how many lives might be saved. That's true too. I love your story about, about high school. was it junior high or high school, high school, high school. But I love your story because it seems to me after that happens, you know, I can hear every high school in America that every kid has the answer. They have all the answers. They know what should have happened. And I look at life and look back and think, you know, I guess as I get older, I have fewer answers, maybe more oh, questions. Man, I got, yeah. I got way more questions. Well, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, listen, we're, we're, we're now to the point where we're questioning our answers. <laughs> That's how, is that wisdom? Is that wisdom? Well, I don't know. It's leaning toward wisdom. It may it's not at least be, inter- 
it may not be wisdom we're at least trying to lean in in that direction but listen what the game what the what the what the wildlife and fisheries guy or, or whatever or game and fish or, yeah. game and fit i mean yeah that's but that makes complete sense and i think that kind of information is hopefully helpful hopefully somebody does listen to this and a put your life jacket on don't wear boots in a kayak um you know if things do start to feel unsteady get your wits about you get to you know, shore get to yeah, shore get to shore you know can control your breathing as as best you can you know the more that listen we've lived long enough to know this the more that we can pre-think these things it doesn't mean that we'll do it mm-hmm. but we don't raise our kids when they're in elementary school and teach them about the dangers of drugs or alcohol we don't wait until they're in junior high or high school when they're first confronted with that to then have the conversation. I don't know a single responsible parent who does that. We start early, early in teaching them. There's going to come a day. Your friends are going to bring this out. They're going to bring that out. And, and here's how you need to respond to that. Uh, I did it. Most every parent I know has done that. Uh, you know, we try to prethink it doesn't mean that we'll do it kids disobey moms and dads all the time and go ahead and take the drugs or do whatever but we can still give it our best effort um i'm proud of the community um i'm i'm proud of the people who've who've responded with kindness and 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 grace to try to support this family uh it speaks well it speaks well of the village um it's one thing that I, I I love a lot about the place. The place is beautiful, but if Hot Springs Village was filled with a bunch of ugly people, I would not own property there. You would not live there. Uh, and, and I've said many times before, you know, people came out and took tours and they, they would show them the lots and they would show them the lake and they would show them the golf course and they would tell them the amenities. But you can't fake the people. We couldn't just say, okay, we're going to arrange for you to see really nice people and the jerk people are going to stay home. No. When you interact with every villager, you think, man, these are nice people. Well, it's why I've talked, I've talked ad nauseum about all of the Airbnb places where Rhonda and I have stayed. It's how we stay. And all of the neighborhoods and all of the neighbors and all of the, the host. And I've just, I've not had. I've not had a tense encounter. I've not had an ugly encounter. I've had nothing but neighborly encounters. Oh, I see you guys are from Texas. Where are y'all from? And the next thing you know, you're talking and they live next door. Uh, and as opposed to, you know, hating the fact that I'm there and hating that we've got these out of town visitors, because guess what? They once were too. I mean, I've met people from all over the country who are there. I have not yet. No, I haven't. I have not yet, except for your place, the first place we stayed. I haven't stayed with anybody who's a native of the state of Arkansas. Yep. You're it. Yep. You yep. are it. Everybody else is from up north, from Illinois, from South Carolina, from Texas, uh, from Louisiana. California. 
Yeah, I don't know. I have not had a host. I hadn't thought about that until I just said hmm. it. I haven't had a host who's a native from Arkansas except you. Tag, you're it. So, <laughs> well, I want to make note because everybody can look at history backwards. The the moment when I told Rhonda to put on a life jacket, we had known each other less than ninety seconds, maybe. Yeah, um, less yeah. less than ten minutes. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not saying that we just arrived. And I'm not saying that boastfully or anything. I'm just saying if you look back and you think, well, Dennis and Rhonda and Randy and Diane, they're all just buddy buddy. And at that point, we had didn't know each other from Adam's house cat. Had no idea. I just knew there was a, a precious soul getting in the lake and. You know, it's a big place. No, well, people think that we started the podcast because we we've been these we've been these longtime buddies, and uh, you know, I I tell somebody, I know I tell somebody every week. You realize we've known each other since we started the podcast, <laughs> like right. seven start, months, right? Yeah, the yeah. start of the podcast was pretty much the start of this relationship. But, um, listen, it, it's the whole thing is just awful. There's just no way to you know, no way to put anything positive on it other than I can absolutely, I can know with certainty because I've lived long enough to see history. I can promise you there are people who are going to be behaving on that water and all of the water around the village differently because of this. I'm sad that that's what it took. Everybody is sad that that's what it took. Uh, but whatever little solace can be found not today but months and months and years from now you know the kids especially the kids the number of kids over 12 and under 12 <laughs> you know who who are you know who are coached up like all of us as adults hope to do with our kids and the kids of others uh yeah. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, who, who knows how many, who knows how many people are going to be so much safer because of not because the water is inherently dangerous any more than any other body of water. I mean, my lands, you go in the summertime <laughs> over to hot springs and we've got a lake, yeah. we've got a lake here in the DFW area and Lake Texoma, huge lake in southern Oklahoma and northern Texas and it it is a battle zone in the summer it is traffic galore there are deaths every summer you just mark it down the question is how many um you know and th this isn't a situation of a of a kid behaving poorly unwisely perhaps but he wasn't behaving poorly Mm -mm. You know, I mean, he's not out there with a fifth of whiskey and, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Randy. I did want to talk about that. I, I, I've had at least six people ask me that and no, no, that's a stone cold, sober kid and, and a, a poor decision that went awry with literally deadly consequences. And, and to talk about that, you know, we talk about Lake Hamilton and, and hot springs and, you know, and I've mentioned before that there'll be a death or, or even two every year. And we talk about how, you know, you need to be safe there. Well, but that's out there. See, this is here. And so it seems different. Well, that's always how that's, that's the reactionary way that humans are. That's just how we are. That's right. And, and 
and it's it's a it's a unbelievably painful reminder of what we should have been doing anyway, what everybody should have been doing, you know, and, and when his parents were saying, don't do that, don't get out there to this grown son who is, you know, uh, in the military on his own, accomplished, completely capable, you know, living his own life, doesn't need his parents telling him what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that. Well, I tell you what, that. Randy, uh, the one thing that we usually, a lot of people say is they were entertaining. I don't know how entertaining this show was today. No, but you know, sometimes listen, it, it's good for us to just have, I, I, I hate that this is what provokes it, Yeah, but it is, it is funerals provoke it. Tragedy provokes it loss of health. All of the challenges that we have as humans, it provokes sobriety and, uh, sobriety is not a bad thing. It's good to have sober moments. It's good to be serious minded as much as Dennis and I can cut up and, and he can think he's way funnier than he really is, but, I think, uh, I can think I am. but, but all of that aside, you know, this is, come on, we're, we're all, we're playing, we're playing at life here. You know, we're playing at our life and we're choosing to live our life and hopefully the the best way that we can, we want to have as much of a positive impact on other people. We want this podcast to, you know, I posted about craving encouragement. You know, we, we want the podcast to be, we want it to be encouraging. I've got written on my whiteboard right there. Spend your time figuring out how to make the biggest difference. And I write when delivering content, you should inform, entertain, inspire, persuade, connect, educate, train. But you know, probably the more simple one was that Jimmy V Jimmy Valvano was a basketball coach and ESPN has done the Jimmy V foundation. Um, he got diagnosed with cancer and passed away and they gave him the very first award you know, when they kind of began this foundation and you can find this online, just, just Google Jimmy V just the, the letter V and he's looking in the camera and you know, he's like, and you know, he's like, and they got this red light flashing. Like I've got a few seconds. He said, I'm done. Like I care, like I care about going over time. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Shoot me. You know, what? And, he, and he's this, he's this loud, he's this loud, gregarious Italian guy and, and just a super likable was a super likable personality, but you know, he comments about laughing every day and crying every day, you know, and feeling something every day. And yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. Um, that's how, you know, you're alive. Well, you know, and you and I are not guys who are, who are completely, you know, we're, we're not cry babies, but we're not afraid. We're not afraid of crying in front of people at all. Um, it's life, man. I mean, this is, this is real life and death and, um, and it's coming for all of us. So got your name on it. Yeah, I will say, um, it's not lost on me. I mean, this is a reminder, but, um, what would be the call to action today? Well, I can think of a bunch, but you well, I've, I've got one that I can't get out of my head. Let's hear it. Um, it's the James Taylor song. 
shower the people you love with love. Yeah. Show them the way that you feel. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to go back to the story you mentioned a minute ago and I, 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 Jeff's friend, but we're not going to mention his name. Yes. He went to dinner with his wife. He was driving back. Yep. A semi rear ended them and killed her. And he was sitting two feet from her and woke up the next morning alive without a wife. When they said she didn't make it. It's that precious. It's that quick. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. He didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything wrong. There was no, you, you couldn't argue. They made a bad mistake. Just because this 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 gentleman made a, a poor decision, which was compounded and, and just went awry, doesn't mean it couldn't happen to any of us and doesn't mean we're promised tomorrow. No, that is a fact. I've had two occasions in my life with my wife. Uh, we've been together since we were 18. We've been married since we were just shy of 21. We're now 64, and I've had two occasions. Uh, one was a a breast biopsy that was required because she had this abnormal mammogram okay. she's been very fanatical about those because her mother passed away our during our first year of marriage her mom was 42 wow and so you can only imagine the emotions that she felt when she celebrated her 43rd birthday yeah you know a milestone that her mom never made and uh when that happened, I remember going to the hospital and I was a red hot mess, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking, man, what, what am I going to do? You know, what are we going to do? I mean, what if this is the worst news possible? Turns out it wasn't, we were thankful. And then most recently she had another little bit of a health scare, ended up in an ER and it's the details are unimportant. She's fine. But you know, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah. Okay. 44 years is a long time, but it ain't enough. Exactly. It ain't enough. I'm not, I'm greedy. I'm greedy. <laughs> you know, I'm greedy. I, I, I want more. Um, I was watching a documentary and there was a, there was a, a guy who his, he went to work early, early in the morning, like three 30 or something. And he never, he, he, he always had this habit of not, he, he wouldn't kiss his wife goodbye because he didn't want to wake her up. So he let her sleep. She's a young mom, two kids. He goes to work. He gets off work at three 30 that afternoon. He can't reach her. He goes home cars in the driveway. He feels pretty good about that, but the door's ajar. He doesn't feel real good about that. Here's two kids hollering. They're little kids. They're babies. She's nowhere to be seen. Turns out some stranger had trolled through the neighborhood, had seen her and abducted her and assaulted her and then murdered her. And he looks into the camera and he says, you know, I wish I'd have kissed her goodbye. And I'm like, man, brutal, just brutal. Shower the people you love with love. Yeah. And yeah. And you got, you got more of them than you might think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I want to make note, uh, in case those of you are wondering, <clears throat> there are people that see me and Randy on camera and on, and listen to us all the time. 
uh, we way overmarried, both of us. I know Rhonda and he knows Diane and we are way out of our league and there are everything. And, and I, I, I don't want this to sound wrong either, but if you're dating somebody that doesn't look like the right person, you don't want them. You want the right thing. Yeah. You know, listen, I tell young people all the time, if you can live without them, then do. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, okay, figure that out, figure that out. Well, listen, we've got these people in our life. Uh, I, I did a, I did an episode today over at grow great, which is another podcast. Like I don't have enough podcasting in my, in my life, you know, and it's professional, but it it's, you know, I mean, how can we reboot? How can we reboot ourselves was the episode. You can find it at growgreat.com. Um, you know, and part and parcel of that is surround yourself with safe people. Safe people are people that have your best interest at heart. They are people that you feel safe with because you know they won't use your failures and your weaknesses against you, and they want your very best. They're not going to try to live your life for you, but they, they just want your very best. And this family absolutely wants what's best for one another. They wanted what was best for their son. They want what's best for his girlfriend. Um, I mean, these are people you've described these people. I, I've not met them, but I know for certain, these are people who they're safe with each other. They, they want what's best for each, for each other. And all of us and everybody watching us and listening to us, you've got people in your life that are safe. You've got people who absolutely want your best. Don't, don't give them the Heisman hit the eject button on all those unsafe people hit the eject button on all those people that are trying to get you to misbehave and make poor decisions. And you know, man alive. Yeah. We, we need to embrace, I don't know. We just need to embrace each other more. You're not going to be able to let your hair down with everybody, but you need to be able to let your hair down with somebody. When those safe people you talk about, you know, maybe in your twenties, they don't seem as exciting as your cracky friends, you know, <laughs> they don't seem, they don't seem quite as yeah. exciting as your, as your drug taken. Let's go, you know, see how much tequila we can have on a Friday night friends. Yeah. Well, that's, but they're going to be there afterwards. Dangerous people. They're not <laughs> safe. They're dangerous. The problem is some of us are attracted to dangerous people. I'm not, but you know, I've talked to enough young ladies and I'm like, man, that guy's, he's kind of scary looking, isn't he? Only to have their eyes light up and go, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be attracted to that. Trust me. That's, that's dangerous in way more ways than you think. Yeah. But isn't that exciting? No, 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 no. Yeah. It's not exciting. It's that proverbial, you know, some girls like bad guys and there's, there's that, but no, listen, come on. We're, we're, we're all in this together. The human condition is rather universal. I know it's easy for you're, you're in the audience and you're going through something and you think nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They do. Way more than you would think. They know what you're going through. Um, sad to say this family is joining the ranks. I interviewed some ladies who spearhead an organization out of Cincinnati, Ohio, parents of murdered children. How was that conversation? Now I reached out to these people because I was doing some research on the power of peers hmm. and I'm like, okay, if I'm the parent of a murdered child 
where am I going to go? I mean, all my friends are going to say, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I know how you, even a parent who's lost a kid yeah. to illness, that's different. We're talking murder. We're talking a violent death. Uh, but you walk in a room of an organization that is known as parents of murdered children. Well, hello, Bill. I, I, I don't need any introduction. I don't even need to know a name. The minute I sit in that circle, I know I'm among safe people, right? I know I'm among friends. I'm among people who get it. I'm among people who can understand it. And sadly, this family is joining the ranks of all the countless other families who've lost family members to some tragedy that isn't murder, you know, but they have now joined, unfortunately, not by their own willingness, but they have joined a fraternity of people who do understand. I'm not going to sit here and be so brassy and to say, well, I, I I don't understand at all. I have no concept of what they are going through right now. None. But my heart, and I think most everybody, unless you're a psychopath, you can relate to what it may feel like and to how it might impact you if somebody that you love, you know, had been pulled from those waters. Um, I've always this is the great said, thing Randy, about human sure. capacity. We have the capacity to put ourselves in situations that we've never been in before and surmise what that might be like. No other animal has that capacity, but we do. So I can very easily put myself in their shoes. Is it completely the same? It's not the same. But I can imagine it. I've always noted that you will know and understand compassion when you need it, when you need compassion from somebody else, it will be, it will be razor clear to you what maybe you should have been giving people for years. Well, because otherwise you're not normally thinking about it. Probably. Sure. It's not on your radar. You're not, I don't wake up and go, Oh, I'm thinking about compassion today. You know, then you need it and you go, yeah, yeah, that's what that's about. Well, let me give you my definition. It's, it's not mine. I stole it from somebody, but it's the best one that I know a definition of compassion. It's a focus on others. And I can tell you straight up for me and Dennis, this podcast is a focus. Number one on a place, the place is hot Springs village, Arkansas. It's a focus as well on the people that are inside and surrounding hot Springs village, just like it's on the geography of inside and outside the village, but the focus, you know, the focus has never been and Lord willing, it never will be on you or on me, meaning on Dennis or me. It's, it's on the audience. It's on our guest, you know, and we want to keep it that way. So I, I would hope one of the lessons is that, you know, we can, we can step up our own leadership in trying to influence and help people focus on others, you know, by kind of showing here's how we, here's how we choose to do it. You choose whatever path you want. This is how we choose to roll. And we've done that. We've done that for seven or so months and it has proven to resonate with our audience, at least an audience that thankfully is growing and we hope to continue to grow it. So. I got faith in humanity, man. I got faith. I got faith in people. 
I got faith in people like you. I got faith in people who under the most dire of circumstances are still just going to do the right thing because it's the right thing, no matter what. As difficult as it may be. Um, and you're right. And thank you, Randy. I have the same feeling. I just, I realize that, um, that there was a book probably 15 years ago that I truly enjoyed. They promoted it on NPR for a while and it was called whatever happened to the adults, whatever happened to the adults in the room. And it was basically talking about the greatest generation that, uh, they were adults. They did what needed to be done and, and they didn't do it because they felt compelled or they have felt social pressure, but no, that was because what needed to be done. It needed to be done. And, and we're talking from putting your cart up after you go to Walmart to, you know, uh, jury duty to fill in the blank that needed to be done. It was the right thing to be done. And the question of where the adults went is unfortunately a good one because a lot of times people are conditional. I'll be the adult if it works out in my favor or if it works out, whatever. Um, and, and I think Randy, I think we are no shining examples. Well, that's not the purpose of this podcast at all, but I think that people have seen that between you and E even if we don't say it, we're going to uphold the right standard. We're going to the right direction for a reason, you know? Well, we're trying to, you know, I mean, I'll give us that. We're at least trying to, it doesn't mean that everybody's going to agree with every decision we make or every choice we make or every, I mean, they're not, they're not. And I, and we're both good with that, you know, but we're driven by something that's bigger than just our ego or, you know, th I mean, this didn't start because we just wanted to see our face or hear our voice, man alive. I had three other podcasts. You had other, you had other outlets and stuff. So we didn't need it. We already had the microphones and the webcams and the video. So it's not like we needed another platform, but I needed it. You know, I needed to have curiosity satisfied. I needed to know more about this place. I needed to know more about the people who are there and why are, why are you there? I know why I want to be there. Why are you there? And I realized that time and time and time again, we're hearing basically the same story, different context, <laughs> yeah. but we're hearing the same story, right? Yeah. I mean, people who, who came to the village, you've got a family here who have not yet buried a son. And they're in love with the place. Yeah. I don't know that I would feel that way. I might would hate the place, yeah. but it's a hard place to hate even under dire circumstances, because, you know, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous place that is made better is enhanced by really good people yeah. and really good people. I don't care. 26,000 acres of beauty can be ruined by a bunch of bad people. Sure. It Happens can be all the damaged time. by a few bad people. Um, so but I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud. I'm listen. I'm proud of your response. I'm, I'm, I'm extraordinarily proud of this family's grace under extraordinary grief and suffering. Uh, proud of the community for stepping up, proud of the officials who got involved and devoted hours and hours. I mean, th that was the agonizing part, you know, I mean, from, from noon ish Sunday until today, which is Tuesday afternoon, you know, just an agonizing weight of, you know, trying to find 
this young man. Um, and so that wait was laborious, but, and I have no idea how many, I mean, I saw some pictures, but I have no idea how many people, how many, uh, emergency, you know, departments or whatever were involved. Uh, Ricky Middleton, you know, the police chief there hats off to him. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a big event. It's a big event. It's a big, sad event. And a lot of people were involved in trying to at least bring some closure, you know, to it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what you say, dude. I don't know what you say. The lessons to be learned or remain to be seen. I think there's plenty of them though. There's plenty of them. And it begins probably, you're right. It begins with the people that we love and don't wait. Let's show them now and let's show them how much now. Yeah. I've wanted to just, you know, I've just wanted to keep Rhonda in my arms. I've, I probably have, have bugged her more in the last 72 hours. Just, I don't know. You know, I've got this horrible habit. She's usually very accommodating, you know, just in the middle of the night, you know, I've just, I got my hand on her. Okay. Nothing sexual. Just, I got my hand on her, right? I'm just, just making sure she's there. Right. You know, um, it's how I roll and I've rolled that way for a long, long time. And I don't do plan on, I don't plan on, cha- I don't plan on changing that. You know? No, we, we don't either. And you know, I, you ask people, what's your love language, whatever, whatever, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I've told Diane, uh, she came home yesterday and I, I was just exhausted. And I was like, I just want you to hold me. I just want to hold you. I want, <clears throat> I want the, the comfort. I want the security. I want the, the touch. Um, yep. And uh, that makes it better. That makes it better. So shower, shower, the people you love people really do it. Yeah. Let me give you a thing. Let me, uh, I'll dismount. You got anything else? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, a big, a big thank you to, uh, again, to, to the community, to chief Middleton, to all the authorities, uh, for, for, for their efforts. Um, huge condolence condolences to to this family and everybody everybody involved you know our our heart goes out to them uh, i'm proud of the community again for for the response uh thank you to our crowd thank you to our audience uh, those of you that are inside the facebook group if you're listening to this and you're not uh, we invite you to to join um the growth of the podcast has been just nothing short of remarkable way beyond anything that Dennis and I, you know, even expected, uh, we do, we do have some terrific shows. I'll go ahead and, and tease. We've, we've got some terrific people on Friday, Stephanie Heifer. Um, that was a great conversation and our problem. We're finding that we're having these great conversations with people like, like Stephanie and Linda Mayhood and Ernie Deaton and John Paul and on and on and on. Um, and we're like, okay, one, one episode ain't going to do it. We're going to have to have some of these people on, you know, who knows how many times we're going to have to have these people on. Um, and we got some other, we got some other future guests that I think you're going to be pretty tickled, you know, to hear about. So, uh, with that, unless you got anything else, Mr. Simpson, I'll bid everybody a, a, a fond ado and thanks for listening or watching to this special episode. It's different than a Tuesday, different than a Friday. And let's hope we don't do another one.
not intending it. Yeah. Let's hope that this is one and done. Well, and thank you, Randy. You've been a great friend. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.